Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Previously on Of Mice and Men and Monsters. Another large portion of the ceiling crashes in between where Frankenstein is covered in rubble and you three are standing. Hurry! Let's get the hell out of here! Looking ahead, you see a single ship bustling with activity. And you see a wizened tiefling at the helm, barking orders and looking imperiously over your ragged group as you board what could only be his ship. You look over to see Millie's chameleon patting you in what could almost be a consoling manner. You guys really showed some impressive potential back there. Welcome to the ship Pequod. Call me Ishmael. guys we're back at it again now before we jump into the story why don't you tell me what you have done differently to your character now that you are at level two i think i'll start with adam uh bertram level two sorcerer what's uh what's new tell me so sorcerers have this new uh feature it's called font of magic and I don't know what I think about it so far. It sounds super complicated and a lot of math. But basically, there's this thing where like... So I have like sorcery points and I start with two. And I think depending on... Like if I use all of my spell slots and I, ha- I can't cast any more spells, I think I can convert those to sorcery points and turn them into an extra spell. It's like a little double. And... Right. And so I, and I think vice versa, too, where if if I end up if I have extra bonus like spell slots left over and I, I've used all my sorcery points, I think I can turn those into sorcery points that I can use for stuff. You're just going to have sounds, to you're just going to have to keep track of that. Um, yeah, it sounds and, like and kind of cashing in your cashing in your chips for like something else at the end like of the Chuck night. E. At, cheese. At, yeah, exactly. So it sounds not that cool so far, but honestly, I've never played a sorcerer before. So maybe we just want to get the hang of it. Maybe I'll understand it, but doing more math doesn't sound super chill, but I'm sure I'll figure it out. So that'll be that'll be cool. Um, besides that, uh, I also gained, I picked up a spell called Featherfall, which um, I've never had sounds before, deadly. but it sounds super, it, it sounds super useful. 
it sounds like if one of us is like plunging to our death or just falling really quickly, I can cast that and it slows the rate of their speed. That's like never falling. happened. Yeah, exactly. That's never happened. That happened like five times in our balancing <laughs> acts in the last, in the last uh, Frankenstein. But so yeah, that'll help. So if, if one of us falls at some point, I can I, even if myself, if I fall, I can cast it on myself. Save to slow down a little bit. Yeah, save so myself. it's like Kirby and Smash. Exactly. Uh, slow, yeah, exactly. When he when he breathes a lot and gets really mm-hmm. big and puffs up, I, I'm picking up what you're putting down. So that's it. That's that's basically those are my that's my uh, two big things. Perfect. Uh, how about you, Aaron? Uh, what's new for Awin? Ding. Level two. I. So the interesting thing about druids is that from like levels one to level like eight or 10, not much happens because I'm able to change my spells out every time I take a long rest. So I gain spells. I think I gain a certain amount of spells um, every couple of levels, but I can change them out pretty much at will. And I was talking with Kate and she said that I can change out one of my cantrips per long rest as well. So I not too much has changed, although I can now turn into animals. So I guess that's kind of a big change. Uh, uh, that's a really big change. <laughs> into, in, yeah. into, any, into any animal? I can change into... So uh, the, the, I guess the ability is called wild shape. And as an action, I can magically assume the shape of a beast that I have seen before twice per short rest. So at second level, there's something called CR, which is challenge rating. And it's just a bunch of technical stuff. But um, basically, you can look at their, their level and like for instance i can take levels one half rating or whatever so that's like a a cow or an axe beak (laughs) or a constrictor snake or like a giant owl there's a bunch of them i can take at level one four does that happen instantly you can do that like instantly it's a i think it's a i think it's a bonus action as an action so yeah it's just like it's it's a full action Mm -hmm. i'm a snake but wait cool but wait, you're you talked about if I remember correctly at the beginning, you're like a suburban druid, like you're kind of of the city and Ur- kind of, oh, he's urban, urban not, not suburban. You're urban okay, druid. So you could have Come so on. can you only be like a raccoon uh, or I'm like a, I'm a, a pigeon? A possum? I'm a pigeon. A, yeah. a pigeon? No, I'm a possum. Like what are the animals sure. you're seeing? <laughs> I see lots of rats, so 100% could be a rat, <laughs> maybe like a leech or a snail. Ooh, uh, a leech. Gross. A leech. Let's hope the city you came from has a zoo. Yep. I was about to say, also, it depends on what city you come from, because you open up the toilet and you might see a gator in there. You might oh see a gosh. snake. You might Welcome see a rat. Are you a Florida druid? Well, I didn't want to say <laughs> you one of those Orlando druids. <laughs> I get a little buck wild. Yeah, so I can't I can't take any like flying animals. So I can't be a I can be a pigeon, but it's like a, a maimed pigeon that can't fly, maybe. Or and I can't, I can't swim. I can't swim. Yeah. So and that's one hour before reverting back to normal. And there's some like really interesting stuff about my health with all of that. So I think like I, I can lose all the health of that animal. And then if I get knocked unconscious, I get all of my remaining health as a one. So that's kind of cool. Anyway. uh, So as far as cantrips go, I learned a new one and it's called Goodberry. Oh, cool. Cool. Good Some healing berry. stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it gives me these 10 berries and I can eat them or I can give them to someone. So just be ready with that like popcorn toss. Just get I'm coming. Need some help? <laughs> is it like is it like a D4 of HP or what is what, it's just what, is, what do you get? It's just 1 HP. Oh, it's berry. just 1 per okay. berry. Per berry. And they only last a day and and then they rot. So, you know. 
Just eat them. But you can, you can. It's, but but you can cast them. Casting them gives you ten berries. Exactly. It's up to ten. So I don't know right. why you wouldn't go. And maybe if you didn't need that much health, out. you just want one. You just want like a late night snack. Just, little, so you just want one. You cast one right into your mouth. Yep. I I also took something called Shape Water, which is a cantrip, and oh. it allows me to. Um, so I, I gained a cantrip and I changed one. So I learned I can like make water do things. No, which I got is that very one. I got that one too. I thought yeah, it might that, be. That's going to be very helpful, helpful considering yeah. you know. Where you are, mm-hmm. you are I'm on, a boat. on a ship in the middle of the ocean, so that that's helpful. I, I got that cool. one too, man. We can we can be we can oh. shape water all over the place. Oh, sick! We're gonna be shaping all the water. Shape water into these two hands that shake, you know, in the middle. Yeah. You know, exactly. Do a little fist bump. <laughs> uh, all right, Kimmy, tell me tell me what Penelope has picked up. Uh, what's what's new for her? You guys are so complex. Um, Penelope picked up cunning action, which is a bonus action in battle where she can, uh, so she'll like stab someone or like do some action and then she can dash, disengage or hide. So basically she can now do physically what she's been doing emotionally this entire time. Which <laughs> is really say, disengaging she, with everything. Sounds like Penny. This is a Penny thing. It feels sure. like it's very natural growth for her. So, um, so I'm going to have to be doing a lot of math. Um, it's going to be a lot of buildup. It's going to be really complicated. Got flank attacks cool. all over. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. That's useful. Shank, shank. Yeah, it is super helpful. It is. <laughs> does that increase your speed? Like if you can, does that increase your speed of like you can, no? It just gives you advantage, okay. right? On, on that, on those attacks. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. It just means that, yeah, it means I get away. So I'm less likely to be hit gotcha, by the gotcha. PCs, right? Yeah, and what's even more important for all of you is that your hit points, your your life force has mm. gone up, so it'll be harder for me to kill you, which yes, I am thankful in, for. I do not want digits. to kill you. I don't want to kill you. You times. just make me sometimes. Tasty all right. Adam and his sweet, sweet rolls. Oh, my God. Oh yeah, we'll my see. God. We'll see if that happens this time around. <laughs> They're going to come back. They're going to be here. They're, yeah, oh, my God. Yeah. They'll, they'll, a nat one plenty, I'm sure, in this game. closed out last time you were fleeing from Frankenstein's castle as it was exploding um, into millions of pieces on fire and so you were able to make a quick escape with Millie who uh, she's a tabaxi that you met um, in the tavern on the first night in Geneva um, and then you met up with her again uh, in the competition in the labyrinth run by Frankenstein, and she helped you escape as you saved her uh, from basically being killed and reanimated. And so now you are on the ship where she is the second mate, and uh, you briefly saw the captain. And so now where we're entering in as our scene opens is that you have been on this ship now for a couple days, And during that time, you were given a space to sleep it off, to heal up, to get to maximum health. And uh, now you're just starting to get your bearings and enter into really the life force and the regular ongoings of this ship. So as we start our adventure fresh, 
You're all taking a seat at the table in the captain's quarters. You're there with Millie, and she's more than happy to have you serve on this vessel in exchange for food and passage. After you've done some merrymaking earlier that evening, an older, weather-beaten tiefling enters the room, greeting Millie. Ah, Millie, my, my second mate. What new business have you found for us now? Millie looks at him, he's like, well, Captain, I've picked up these strays after that whole shit show at the castle. Honestly, I wouldn't have made it out alive if it weren't for them. They're more than up to the task of working on this ship while we give them a ride. What do you say, Captain? Ah, uh, a group of landlubbers, you mean? How convenient. You people wouldn't happen to know your way around a ship now, would ye? And he looks at you all square in the face, his eyes squinting, assessing. I, I turn, I, so we're inside the captain's chambers, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I grab the nearest bucket and I, I throw up right into that bucket. I am feeling so <laughs> sick. I'm not eating. I gotta remember my, my accent. <laughs> no, no, yeah. It's been a bit. Okay. Oh, oh, I'm used to the. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. No, you're good. Find it. No, okay, I was testing mine earlier. Your Take your okay. time. Take okay. your time. Well, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not really used to the water. Oh, motion sickness, something bad. Penny reaches into Bertram's, it's your bag. You have a backpack, right? How do, how are you carrying things, Bertram? I think I have, oh, I should probably know that. I think I have like a satchel, like a, like a, like a shoulder strap, kind of like satchel across my, like a, my body. So like a messenger bag? Yeah, like a messenger bag, like a cool ass messenger bag. Penny, very confident to have you looking, reaches, like, unzips and reaches in and grabs the bottle of mead. And Bertram, I would imagine you don't love how personable I'm being, but I just grab it and I hand, I just, like, hand it immediately over to A1 and be like, help yourself. Oh, thank you, Penny. Penny is very, unf- very unfazed, just to me, looks at the captain and says, never been on a boat, have had scurvy, feel like it's about the same thing. <laughs> he, he, like, spits this side at it, like, and he's like, ugh. And what about you, tall, robot-looking dude? So Bertram has, since he's a servant uh, as his background, he has this trait called decorum. And it says that when he's in the presence of someone of power or their servants, I can easily act like I belong. uh, And barring any outlandish behavior, I can pass off my companions as well. Um, Yes. We should let him go first. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just vomiting on the floor. So I think I would I would stand to attention. I would stand tall, even though I'm two inches shorter after what happened last time with my bad. Spell you are not going to get over that. <laughs> I'm not going to get over that. And I think I would not knowing what to do. I would salute. I would salute the captain and say, "I'm a fast learner, sir." And I would I would put my hand down and I would sit down. He he looks at you. Just his his eyebrow uh, just briefly raises. And then uh, after staring you down for a few seconds, he just bursts out laughing. <laughs> oh, fine. I was just pulling your leg. I'm happy to give you passage, but uh, you're going to have to pull your weight. My spirit, it's, it's grown restless of late, Millie. And I know exactly how these three can help me, but enough of that now. Get, get you gone. Get you gone. Get, your, get, yourself, uh, get yourself all settled on the ship. I got things to attend to. When you said so he, your spirit, I mean, that sounded kind of weird, but I mean, you have something we could just do, right? We don't have to like cut ourselves or do any kind of weird sexual things. Like, 
I'm not really. I think that. Bertram would reach over and smack the back of Awen's head and say, <laughs> "Sir, you speak when you are spoken to. <clears throat> the captain did not speak to you." And I'd salute again and I'd say, "It's an honor, sir." And, and Penny is really enjoying seeing this very respectful, very like humble version of Bertram, and so she responds with a double salute. It says, "Sir, yes, sir." Gets really into it, but in a very sarcastic way to make Bertram angry. They're trying to make Bertram angry. I don't know if it works. No, I like the effort. I like the effort. Double salute. You, you know, the, the, this isn't this isn't the military. You know, it's it's just it's a it's a trading ship. But I Sounds I really like appreciate cult. it. Oh, okay, sir. Yes, you know, sir. I, yes, sir. I I don't know what this elf is all about with a uh, sex cold and and blood sacrifice and all that. You have you have a weird way about you, but stay on the ship. Millie will show you around. Get yourself patched up, but you're welcome to stay. As long as you work and you do your keep. And as for the spirit growing restless, no, it's, it's nothing where I need you to sacrifice anything. I can promise you that. All right. Good with this, me. This is, this is why I made Penelope 19. <laughs> Because this is where I knew this is how it was going to go. <laughs> it's going to get weird. For sure. Uh, Let's get weird. Yeah. All right. So so Millie kind of like ushers you out. Um, she's like, thanks, Cap. And she like does the stupid salute and winks at you, Penny. She's like, I like that. That's a new one. All right. So from here, you, you've been patched up. You're at full health. Um, and you have the ability... Um, to talk to one another, to explore the ship. Uh, so I can tell you about like different areas of the ship as much as you want. Um, no need. Penny go immediately there. goes up to the very tallest part of the, the ship. She immediately just climbs to the very, very tippy top and refuses to come down when asked. <laughs> okay. like the, you, you would go up to the crow's nest? Yeah. Crow's nest. So you crow's go nest. up to the crow's nest. Okay. Green. So, so... <laughs> Penny's going to go up to the crow's nest. Um, before I go to you, Penny, how about the other two? I'm feeling super sick, uh, which, which I'm not used to. And so I, I go, I want to, I guess, are there, any, are there any parts of the ship that are close to the water, but not under the water? So I could reach out to it or maybe even go out to the, the front, you know, kind of like uh, Titanic. Gonna go to the front of the ship, see the Yeah, see you the could, there's, there's a helm of the ship, so, or um, you can even go to the prow. Which is the front of it, where uh, where you well, have the figurehead? Both mm-hmm. of those sound fancy. Okay, yeah, I go to okay. the. I go so to I'll the have prow. you go to the prow. Great. Okay. And, and I... uh, Bertram, where where would you go? Uh, Aaron, where did you just say you went? You went to the. You went on top of the, the ship. Prow, the... I guess. Yeah, just like what the is it called the front or the yeah the front yeah the very front. The, the, I don't know. I don't know. Spot. Do you not know your ship terms? I don't know nautical terms. My rigging terms. I'm going to test you on, on the poop deck later. On the poop deck. <laughs> Starboard. Um, am I, where's Millie? Millie's with you right now. Hmm. Okay. Uh, are we still down below? Am I still with Millie down below? Yeah. So the captain's quarters is below deck. So there are two levels below deck. Um, his is in the back of the ship um, on the first level. Uh, so if you were to leave there, you'd go through like a storage room. And then open area, and then towards the front of the ship on the same level is where uh, the crew's quarters are. So yeah, you're on the first level, just below deck. Okay, I think I'll yeah, I'll I'll stay here for a second and talk to Millie. Okay, um, Millie, where? So how long have you served on this on this ship? I've been on. Hmm, how long has it been now? 
Ish, what do you think? It's been seven years, kid. Seven years. Oh, th- thanks. Uh, seven years, apparently. Um, but yeah, I started off and moved my, my way up the ranks. So for the past couple of years, I've been the ship's navigator. So you might call it the second mate, kind of like third person in charge. Uh, yeah, my, my goal is to one day have one of these babies all to myself, my own crew, everything. I think Bertram kind of would scan the surroundings again and just seem kind of, kind of like grimy and kind of like dank. It kind of looks like it certainly is cozy. Uh, is that is that your your bedroom over there? I'm just pointing to a corner with like <laughs> I see a rat scurry by or something. <laughs> it's Where, is that is that where you sleep? No, it, I I sleep where you guys have been patching yourselves up. There, you see, you know that room with all the bunk beds and everything. That's where we all sleep. Oh, oh, Penny told me I had to sleep down here. She, she said that it was my my responsibility. She wasn't lying to me, was she? Certainly, she just didn't know. She she must not have known the truth. Poor girl. She's never lied to you before, has she? Well, not Penny. Hmm. Ah, who knows? It was we were we were competitors in there. We all were um, before we became compatriots trying to survive. Um, where where are you taking us right now? Where we're, we're serving on this ship? Are we, are you taking us somewhere on, on uh, ashore to to just go about our way, or where, where are we going? Well, we're going to our next stop, uh, which is a bit here. I mean, we we usually travel from port to port as a merchant ship, but I don't know. I mean, the direction we're going is into open ocean, and it seems a little different from our typical course. And of course, as navigator, my job is to help the captain choose where we go next, but he's been kind of strange. I don't know. I haven't given given myself much space to think about it because it was such a rush when we got back on. Um, but typically, I'm the one who helps set course, and he's been shut up more often in his own quarters, and only the other day did he give me details for where we're headed. And only then, even, even then, it didn't seem like it was clear what the end point was. It's just as if we're striking into deeper waters. So I would say that we're going to carry on with our normal trading business. We do have supplies that we take from large port to large port, but I don't know. So we're, 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 so we're, hep- we're, we're working with trade. What are, what, are we, what, are we, what are we helping ship right now? I mean, it's typical cargo. We got leather, skins with hides, spices, medicinal plants. I mean, a lot of things that large cities will pay high prices for. And you have leather. Do you, do you happen to have footwear ab- aboard? I mean, we have the implementations to make footwear, but no, no, it's, it's more just raw materials on here. Nothing oh. made, nothing ready to go. Oh, okay. <laughs> why? Just... What are you wanting to, why are you wanting to make shoes? Oh, not, no, not, not me, not me. I don't, I don't need footwear, obviously. No, my, my, my master, you, you might have heard his name, the, the, the Featherfoot family. Have, have you, you've heard of them, yes? No. Tiny little baby. You feet. haven't, you haven't heard of the Featherfoot family. <laughs> you really have been on this ship for quite some time. Not get news, do you? Here aboard this ship. Uh, yeah, we do. Just, we get a lot of news. 
But no, not, no not I, I don't the get important like all the latest type. footwear news. Not the important type. If you, I swear, I promise, if you find so- someone abo- aboard this ship must be wearing a pair of Featherfoot. And that's where my uh, Featherfoot footwear, that's where my, my, my master worked in that line of work. And only the best wear Featherfoot footwear. And um, oh, that's where he made his fortune. And. So I just know I know a little bit. I don't I don't know much about about leathers and 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 the the pieces of it and how it's made. But I I know a good piece of footwear when I see one. And well, it doesn't. Yes, it doesn't look like you're wearing Featherfoot. No, I, I don't even. This is off brand. This is no brand. It's just shoes on my feet. Oh, Millie, Millie, I'll have to teach you the ways to teach you the ways of. Of fine goods and 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 pampering yourself. Um, so but. so wait wait wait. Let me get this straight, Bertram. You, yeah. You you worked for a dude who was basically in fashion design. So like you're a fashion design robot. Well, I think that's a rather coarse way of simplifying the thing. He was he was an inventor, a designer. He was an artist of footwear, you might say. I know I certainly would. Um, I really wish these hand movements would translate into a podcast. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> They're so good. The limp wrist and the, and the flowing <laughs> fingers. That's and the a way fl- you a get... A good flourish. That's the way Bertram talks. Uh... No, so yes, he designed the footwear and, and oversaw all the manufacturing and and marketing and advertising, and that's what made him the man he was until the day he died. And so, why are you out here then? I mean, why would you be in in a competition like like at Frankenstein's if you're just this fashionista robot? Well, I'm not, I'm not the fashionista myself. Oh, I, if only, if only. No, I was, I was his servant. I was, I was built to serve him and the Featherfoot family. And once he passed on, I had no more family to serve. And I guess I found myself without a purpose any longer, you might say. So I was just adrift looking for a new sort of, a new form of income and some new adventures i've never i've never really left the the manor that uh, that i was built in and and worked in for over a hundred years and i never really left the the grounds before so so being aboard this ship and being in geneva in a castle and being with these sorts of lower class people i guess you might say it's been quite a thrill and uh outside my comfort zone well, that's really nice. And she, she uh, pats you like, you know, square on the back. But since she's much shorter than you. That was um, my, your, don't pat, your, no, no one pats a robot's butt. At your six foot ten, even do at your six foot ten my, inches. She do not pat, pat my back. bottom, madam. Do not pat, pat a gentleman's bottom. The robot. Oh, excuse me. But this is something, I, I, now I know, don't pat a gentleman's bottom. Okay, she rolls. Can, inter- can I interrupt for a moment? Right as he says lower classes, one of my knives just drops and hits like hits down right next to him. So it just like lands like fit, like like point down right next to him. You have ho- you have hawk ears. You can hear all the way on top. I I I, I can neither confirm nor deny whether yeah Ooh. I was gonna say it just slipped. <laughs> oh, this place is falling apart. It seems at the seam. Oh, I must. Oh, I think I'll go above above board and see. Make sure Awen's all right. Uh, before you go, was... before you go, Bertram, Bertie, come here, come here. Mr. Mr. Bertram, yes, fine, okay. Fine, fine. 
All right, Mr. Birdie. Anyways, no. you... Oh, okay. I'll not pat your butt anymore. That's cool. Although you'll find it's very, uh, very different just, on just, a ship. Just might I say, don't pat anyone's bottom. That's that's not very proper. That, not You're just me, find- but anyone. Let that let, 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 let that be a golden rule. No patting of bottoms of anybody. Now go ahead. Go ahead. Well, here on the good old ship Pequod, uh, you'll see a little, a little different here. But anyways... Uh, just a, just a thing. Watch out for uh, calling people lower class than you. And also just like, don't call people little girl or anything like you were saying before. So I won't pat you on the bottom. Don't call people lower class. And, and we'll call it even. How about that? I think I could learn a thing or two from you, it seems like. Yes, yes. That sounds... I have put my, my foot in my mouth, so to say, once or twice, so... I will continue to learn. Your feather foot. Not, not a leather foot, though. No, they are not meant for mouths. They're meant for fashion. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. Good talk, Bertie. Um, let's, let's go over to you, uh, Kimmy. So as Penelope is climbing the ropes, uh, ascending upward, stopping midway to conveniently drop one of her knives down, blade down, um, and then she continues to ascend. As she's getting onto the platform of the crow's nest, she sees that somebody is already up there, that she wouldn't be alone. It's uh, Agatha already. And you had met Agatha earlier. She is uh, one of the Aarakocras who you guys had met in the tavern. Um, she was a blacksmith that was uh, hired to work on the experiments. Um, but you also found out that she knew more than she let on because she appeared in the very last room, um, and it seemed that she and uh, her friend Safi had set explosives all throughout the uh, castle, and that is what led it to its ultimate destruction. So she is already up there on the crow's nest. Um, so I'm climbing up. I see her. I take a beat because I was going up there to be alone and gather my thoughts and really enjoy the fact that I've always wanted to go to sea and never had a chance. Um, so I take a look around. I look at the ocean, take a breath, and then I look up and say, a bird in a crow's nest. Twist, real twist. And then I climb up to join her. Oh, oh, uh, hey. Um, Penny? Penny, right? Yes, you got it. You're, you're ahead of me. I was going to say bird lady. What was your name again? Oh, God. Oh, oh if... Is this offensive? Gonna, like, is this offensive to Aarakocras and I don't know this? Did I just, like, do something terrible? It is a little offensive, but she, oh, she's pardon like, me. You know, Well, Penny's a little offensive. Mm-hmm. I called them bird people numerous times. Again, foot and mouth when I first met them. <laughs> Neither of us are known for our, you know, like real classic etiquette. Well, I guess you no. are. Anyway. You're high, on, <laughs> you're high on charisma, but a, a different kind of charisma. Uh, <laughs> she she kind of just like, just you can see like it kind of ruffles her feathers, but she's like, you know. Literally. If it literally uh, <laughs> it did r- ruffle her feathers and she does ruffle her feathers but she mm-hmm. she kind of just kind of shakes it off and says you know if, if it her. weren't for if it weren't for you and, and your two compatriots my brother probably would be dead so i guess this is my first chance to say thank you he's still below deck it, it's looking bad but i'm sure he'll be okay 
But that's why I got to stick around here on this ship until he's well enough. Well, I'm glad we're able to help in one way or another. Um, I mean, that's one reason for you to stay on this ship, Agatha. But I think the other is you need to get as far away from Geneva as possible for some interesting choices and exploits. Uh, I'm not, I, I have no judgment. I'm not someone who's followed the rules very much for my life, but I am very intrigued at what your thinking was in building in, it looked like explosives to the castle. Can you, can you explain that? You noticed that, didn't you? It was super hard to miss. It was really loud. Hmm. Yeah, the, that was Safie's handiwork. She does like things to go boom and go bright, but, uh, well, Penny can, how can I know that I can trust you? There's How truly no way. So you just have to decide what you want. Uh, other than the fact that, Classic. again, you have no reason to not trust me. And mm. I'm not in a position to cause any trouble for you. True. I guess what I'm comfortable telling you right now is that I answered the call to work on these experiments on purpose. I, I wasn't there really to help Dr. Frankenstein. I was there to spy interesting the thing the thing about spying is one rarely does it for oneself or one's own sake why who were you spying for what what brought you to this place to watch dr frankenstein because obviously it wasn't just curiosity <laughs> no no although curiosity is probably what enabled us to do so well on your behalf. If it wasn't for your curiosity, we probably wouldn't have been successful and my brother would be dead. Mm -hmm. But uh, we three, my, my brother, myself, and Safi, we're, we're part of something larger, uh, a group, you would say. And this group's uh, whole purpose is to protect stories, to protect people's stories you see it wasn't that long ago where the founder of my group found out that there is a rising movement led by someone and we don't know who this is yet but that is trying to control the world narrative that is trying to put us into a chaos so that only one order can come out of it. And we don't know exactly the extent of this possible network, but we do see some of its ripple effects so far. And we had gotten word that this Dr. Frankenstein's experiments were part of that. And I think you're seeing the same evidence that I did, which is... He was building an army. An army for whom? An army for what? I don't know, but this is important intel. And so when my brother is well enough, we, we need to make our way back to our group to see what we need to do next. What makes you guys any different then? If you're one group trying to get the narrative one way and they're trying to get the narrative other, what makes you the good guys? Because to me, it just seems like everyone's trying to fight for some control. Hmm. I asked that when I first joined, too. Um, and I guess, like, it seemed 
so simple at first. It, it seemed like, of course, good versus bad, good versus evil. I guess what I'm seeing is we're not the guys who are killing people and turning them into undead soldiers. In fact, we have a pretty strict policy of trying not to kill at all. That's a pretty easy way to be the, to be the good guy, though I don't actually know if that always brings good. Um, sometimes that can even make things more complicated, but that's neither here nor there, nor for me to decide. I just wanted to come and look at, uh, look at the ocean. And now we're talking about philosophy. I'm tired. I'm not here for it. You know, you can't help but talk about philosophy in the ocean, right? It's, it's so deep and so wide. It, it really just gets to the very soul of you, doesn't it? And it you is said this is your first very time big. on a ship? Yeah, it is my first time on a ship. I've always wanted oh. to go to sea, so this is pretty nice. I know this is like me not knowing you that well, but I saw how well you and your compatriots work together. We're still very small, and I don't know. We, we could use someone like you. We could use someone who questions what is Ooh. right or wrong. Mm, it feels like you're asking me to join a group where there's leaders and rules and done that didn't like it so I won't get in your way I respect what you're trying to do but I'm not I'm here to not die to get the things I need and maybe try to help people around me not die that's about all I can promise so I appreciate it I'm flattered you've been very flattering this entire conversation but not your girl I mean it's just something I want you to think about. You know, I think, I think that you're going to see pretty quickly that you do have a role to play and you are part of this larger story, whether or not you want to admit to that. And so even if you don't join us, your actions might have some ripple effects that help either way. Lady, again, we're hitting some complicated philosophy. My story's complicated enough. I'm trying to deal with it. So I appreciate the offer and I won't be getting in your way. But I don't know if I'm going to be any good to you right now anyway. Just think about it. I'm going to go check with uh, Captain Ahab. I got him to go towards where our base is. So at the very least, maybe he'll be able to drop you off on the way. But I think that's where we're all headed. Where's the base? It is not down in any map. True places never are. And she gives you a wink and she flies off. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Friends, half-orcs, countrymen, lend me your pointy ears. Hey everyone, it's me, your master teacher, Caitlin. Uh, so I just wanted to come in at this point to remind you that our show uh, is coming up every other Wednesday, so you can find that every two weeks. We'll be here for you with another installment of our story. You guys are currently in the very first chapter of our newest book, our newest story, that is 
Moby Dick by Herman Melville. So I hope you are enjoying it so far. Um, And also the other thing I wanted to remind you of before I go away, um, that is that you can find us on Instagram, you can find us on Twitter, or even uh, Gmail with the handle at Show or omamamshow at gmail.com. Um, but on there, you can ask us questions, you can give us feedback, you can even give us suggestions for stories that you'd love to see featured in here, homebrew items, even NPCs uh, that you would love to see featured. So we would love to hear from you because really, it's not just us playing for ourselves, but it's us playing so that you will come in, enjoy it, and uh, partake in the story with us. So with that said... Let's get back to the story. So uh, she jumps off, kind of floats down because, you know, it helps when you're built like like an eagle. And you're left there to your thoughts. And then we're going to pan over and join Awen as you are at the front of the ship where the figurehead is. Awen's feeling uncomfortable. He's used to being kind of one with nature. He's, he's used to having a lot of harmony, I guess, and connection. He doesn't feel that on the sea. He's used to being in, in the forest. Though, I guess he, he knows in everything that his, his, his arch druid taught him and all of the lessons that he had learned from the people that were training him, the water is just as vast as all of the land. It's even more vast. And so he goes out to the front to try and commune with whatever the ocean is. So he goes out and sits on the prow and looks out at the ocean and he begin. he crosses his legs. He sits down and he begins to shape water in front of him. Think like uh, avatar when they're practicing the water bending at the beginning, mm. he's just kind of in a meditative posture sitting, trying to kind of commune with with the ocean and there's actually like this uh there's this like sea god uh that's kind of like the druid sea god named umberly Mm. and i think he is i think he is like doing like a like a tm mantra based meditation uh towards this sea deity trying to connect do you say anything as you do this he's saying one word and uh it's more of just like a hum just Hmm. It, it, as you're doing that you just you hear this voice oh that's that's very nice uh hi child i'm here wait uh, um Lee? Is, is that really you but yeah i'm umberly it's me I'd like to. I'd like to make a perception check. Is this is this the god or like a religion check? Is this the god of the sea or is there someone fucking with me? <laughs> Why don't you roll a perception check? Okay, that's a that's an eleven. Okay, so looking around, you know, you you can't see anybody, um, but you're getting a sense like this. This isn't. You know, you don't get the sense like that you have before when you're communing with someone larger than you or something, you know, bigger than yourself. Um, and, and the voice is seems to be coming from uh, the area of the prow of the figurehead. Okay. I 
take my water that's in my hand and I turn it into a foggy mist and I cast it towards the figurehead and I freeze it in place. Uh, what are you doing? You, well, you... thought there might be someone over there. Why don't you give me your name, little one? Little? Uh, I'm, not, I'm not that little. Uh, wait, I'm, I'm Herman. Hi. Well, Herman, what are you doing out here, Herman? I thought I was I'm alone. Al- I'm always out here. What, when you, what do you mean you're always out here? Who, where are you? Show yourself. As you step closer towards the figurehead to see, um, you see that this voice is actually coming not from a humanoid or anyone standing around you, but from this figurehead itself. And taking a closer look at it, you see um, this, this figurehead in the shape of a man. Um, he's brown and brawny, like most old seamen. And he's heavily rolled up in a blue painted sailor's jacket and roughly hewn at the edges. Only there's a fine and almost microscopic network of the minutest wrinkles interlacing around his carved eyes, which must have arisen from his continual sailings and many hard gales, always looking windward. Is this like Sailor Gordon, like the fish stick guy on the front? <laughs> Basically. Dude, I, I don't know that reference. Fish. Oh, no. Sailor Gordon? Sailor Gordon? Oh, man, the, oh. Did you not eat in, fish fingers? Oh man! In the yellow, uh, the seafaring jacket, right? I don't know. He's like, don't make big me share my screen. I googled, I googled Sailor Gordon, and I'm not seeing anything. Just type in like Gordon. Just type in like fish stick man. <laughs> It'll come up. Fish stick it, sailor. Stick. Oh, you might get something different on that. Oh yeah. Oh, oh Gorton. 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 Oh okay. Yeah, Gorton. Oh. My Ooh, childhood is ruined. There's also some weird stuff when you look up fish stick man. Interesting. Not, oh, so like a like a Hemingway looking guy. <laughs> Looks like yeah, Hemingway. Yeah, it's like Hemingway with a suit. Like a old man in the sea. You know? Yeah. Yep. He's not yeah, he's yeah. he's not off the coast of Florida and Cuba. Like that man is fighting things in New Hampshire. There we go. <laughs> well well Herman. Um I I guess hello. Nice to meet you. Uh how long have you been on this boat? part Hi. of the, how long have you been this boat are you the boat are you i, just, I am I, are i'm basically the boat uh i mean i'm i'm the figurehead of the boat and you know the boat isn't my butt that that so it's not the whole thing but you know if i, I have go inside the boat, the boat am i am i inside you then herman am i can i get, get down and dirty you know, I, I overheard you talking to, to Captain Ahab. You are a freaky little guy, but... Well, no, just um, listen. Listen, I haven't been myself lately. I really, you know, I came out here to kind of... I just came out here to reset. I I just need a minute. Could you... I mean, I don't know. Have you? Do you have any spiritual connection? Any connection to the sea? If not, do you know a place I could go to be alone for a second? Or maybe you could be quiet while I meditate for a little bit? No. I, I mean, no. I, I'll I'll be quiet. You just you stay here. You you sit and uh, you commune. I'll, wait, wait, I'll wait. be quiet. I'll be I'll be really quiet. Herman, Herman, I have a question for you. You can you feel? Do you know how to feel? I guess like sense. No, no. I I I I 
do not have the ability to feel. I, I kind of uh, work like an intercom system where you can hear me throughout the boat, uh, you know, and I can... Oh. But you reside. If need be, but, you but reside. no, th oh. this is my this is my presence. Wait, 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 wait. You said I could listen in on something mm -hmm. throughout the mm -hmm. boat. Mm -hmm. All right, now Herman. Now, what do you like? Is there anything that you like in in this life? I, I feel I feel like we should be friends, Herman. You know what can I what can I help you with? Herman is still unsure if this is sexual or not. <laughs> oh, definitely, <laughs> definitely, hundred percent. What do I like? I mean, beautiful sunset, as you can see right ahead of us. I mean, though, I, I never get sick of seeing those. And I also like sunrises, and I get to see those all the time, too. Um, right. But what can you do? What, what can you do for me? Well, here's the I thing. Don't I don't I'm new on this ship, and I've already made a bad impression on the captain. So anything I could do to reverse that, would be really helpful and you know rub my i rub your back well you i guess i'm i don't know if you have a back but you rub my back you know, i just i need some help you understand i mean as long as there's no rubbing i'm happy um, what about i got a good i got a good boiled linseed oil in my backpack i could rub that on any part and it really it provides protection and it's it's a penetrating oil wow you're, you, you really should listen to yourself sometime. Uh, you know, if, if there were just some kind of way to have a recording device around you, just keep that on you for a whole day and then listen back to it. And then uh, you'll, you'd be surprised at, at the vocabulary you're using. All right. All right. How, Herman, how about, you know what? <laughs> I'm just I'm going to go meditate. All right. Okay. I'll come. I'll come back later. I appreciate it. It's very nice to meet you. Uh, I'm just going to go over here uh, and meditate. Yeah, I'll, I'll be quiet. All right. Yeah, I walk away from him. I don't want to be anywhere. I don't want to be anywhere near this like speaker that can listen on in on what I'm doing. I go okay. over to the 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 front. Like, is, is it, like to the side. I just go to the starboard side of the ship, okay. and um, and, and I try to commune. I guess like I, I I I am shaken out of the of that meditative state, but I still want to connect. And I still okay. want to kind of find my center. So okay. I guess like, can I roll like a religion or something like that? Mm -hmm. to, okay. That's a 19. Okay. So as you're, as you're sitting there trying to get back what you felt that you had lost for a while, um, you, you settle in and after a few minutes, you kind of start to actually let yourself go to just breathe and to be... You feel like this current and, and this this warm current kind of settle around you like it's enveloping just your outline and you feel it then connecting to, you know, different people on the boat. And you're, you're just you're seeing this life force connection ebbing and flowing um, with each new person it crests over. Yeah, I, 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 I allow that to, to come in and I kind of sit in that for a moment and I'm reflecting on the last couple of days have felt completely unhinged and I find a little bit of a center. I'm going to give you a point of inspiration for oh, that. Yeah. Sick. So for Kimmy, uh, inspiration is like when, when the DM notices a character do something to 
um, really highlight their own personal growth or to do something for some TMs. Like it's like you did something super creative here, or you did something for um, personal development, or you do something that like connects you to the wider world. Um, it, it's it's different for every character, but uh, the DM can give a point of inspiration, and you only ever have one point at a time. It's not something you like hoard. <laughs> um, but how you can use inspiration is like if something doesn't go your way, say it's a bad roll or something bad happens in battle for yourself or some or even one of your teammates you can gift that point of inspiration as a re-roll kind of like as as another second chance so uh, it's almost so, like advantage exactly yeah. it's yeah it's, but it's, it's advantage like applied advantage. in any situation exactly so now that right. aaron has a point of inspiration he can use that for himself or mm-hmm. he can use it for anybody else yes um but it is inspiration is best something that you use um without trying to hoard so It'll be cool. interesting to see when when he chooses to do that. Awesome. Can you can you explain that mechanic? I'm just curious uh, of like the druid and like the centering and what did you just do? Did you gain? Did you boost something or what just what no, just happened? I think so. Or I is mean, it just like is it just flavor text like for your I mean, character? It's, it, it, it's flavor text, but at the same time, like my like Awen Awen is a land druid, so he's he's really connected to the earth. Um, and in the sea, he felt disconnected from that spirit, from the Gaia energy or whatever is like the kind of flowing, like his God is called Sylvanus and Sylvanus is the, is the God Mm. of, of nature. And, uh, and that flows all throughout. It's even, it's in the, the ocean and all this kind of stuff. But, um, really he was trying to channel this like different God, this Umberly, which is a part of that kind of ecosystem, um, to kind of hone that nautical energy in just to kind of center himself because i think he's feeling kind yeah. of weird a1 are you are you sitting down and like kind of meditating yeah. on the boat uh bertram would come up behind you and he and he puts in front of your face uh a hot cup of tea <laughs> and, he, and he says drink oh, wait uh british oh dread. <laughs> drink I, I lost my voice. I was like, how do you do British accent? Yeah. Oh. Is yeah. that your, is no, that your no, key you better phrase? Keep Let me get the wrist. That. Let me get the wrist. Let me get the wrist going. Is that your key phrase? Oh. Oh. Oh, dear. Oh. Here, dr- drink this. There's some, there's some ginger in it. That will, that'll help settle your stomach. Yeah, finding equanimity, Awen opens his eyes with a very chill kind of look. He looks over at Bertram. He takes the tea. He looks over and says, well, thank you, Mr. Bertram. I appreciate this. And he uh, takes a big sip of the tea. And Bertram will lean against the side of the ship, kind of leaning against it, standing over Awen as he's on the ground sipping tea. And he cheers his, his tea as well and takes a sip. Anything can be fixed with a nice warm cup of tea, I've found. Mm. Now, Caitlin, to help settle like his stomach, could I roll like medicine? maybe something for the tea. Do you really want to roll right now, Adam? Is, is this you wanting to roll? Cause I'm happy. I got to shake say off. It, I got to but... shake off the ones. Or are you just going <laughs> to say he's going to roll one? <laughs> and no, if, if you, if you think that it's just flavor text and it's ginger and ginger yeah, does what yeah. ginger does, then ginger does what it does. It do cool. what it do. Yeah. Is Penny okay. able to jo- come down the crow's nest and join them on the deck? Yes. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Penny does that. As Penny moves to join Awen and Bertram on the deck below, on the far horizon a dark spout emits from the surface of the water, and a shadowy figure torpedoes towards your ship.
the Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Hey, Dad, I've got a question for you, and it makes me really frustrated. Mikey, the stars are wrong. We jumped two and a half times farther than we were supposed He's to. He's not a robot, right? He's an AI. They used you, yes, but they used me worse. I want to go home. How many minutes are in a while? Ask Your Father is available anywhere you get podcasts. Find out more at gideonmedia.com.